The information provided in this podcast episode is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is in no way a replacement for a therapeutic relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Dr. Kendrick Bailey is from Glen Allen, Mississippi. He received his undergraduate degree from Mississippi State University in psychology, as well as a master's degree in counselor education. Kendrick also received a doctorate in professional counseling from Mississippi College. Dr. Bailey is a logistics officer with over 18 years of veteran service with the Mississippi Army National Guard. He currently serves as the Battalion Operations Officer for HHC 106 Brigade Support Battalion in Monticello, Mississippi. At iProgress Counseling and Consulting, Kendrick believes that the work he performs changes individuals' lives by helping them with discovering their purpose and managing the challenges that they face in everyday life. In addition, he's employed at the Jackson's Veteran Administration Medical Center as a licensed professional counselor, where he serves on the evidence-based psychotherapy team. He believes that the client-therapist relationship is one of equality and understanding. And next we have Dr. Terrence Johnson, who was born in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. However, he grew up in Jackson, Mississippi. He received his undergraduate degree in psychology and his master's degree in counselor education with an emphasis in college counseling from Mississippi State University. He obtained his doctorate degree of professional counseling from Mississippi College. Dr. Johnson is a licensed professional counselor, a board qualified supervisor, a distance credentialed counselor, an approved clinical supervisor, and a national certified counselor. He currently serves as clinical professor at Mississippi College for the Doctor of Professional Counseling program. He recently established his business, iProgress Counseling and Consulting, which seeks to assist individuals identify their life's purpose and assist organizations to better serve the community. Dr. Johnson has experience starting mastermind groups, which aim to connect individuals from various backgrounds in order to work collectively in a specific area. Family, please join me in welcoming Dr. Kendrick Bailey and Dr. Terrence Johnson to Minding My Black Business. Welcome to Minding My Black Business. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have another podcast episode, and today we have some very, very special guests. Um, sitting with us today is Dr. Kendrick Bailey and Dr. Terrence Johnson, and we are about to get into some stuff um, all about entrepreneurship, all about vision, all about purpose. Um, I have a whole bunch of questions. Let's see how much time they got in terms of how many questions they can answer. But before I get into all of that, thank you for joining me and welcome to the podcast, guys. Thank you. Thank you. you. (laughs) So if you could, before we get into all this good stuff, uh, can you just provide, um, introduce yourselves, tell the family who you are, um, what you do, and then where they can find you. Uh, my name is uh, Dr. Kendra Bailey. Uh, I currently live in um, Brandon, Mississippi, and I work for the Veterans Health Administration in, in Jackson. And 
My focus areas is trauma, uh, clinical supervision, uh, mentorship, and consultation. And just wanting to create more competent clinicians as well as you know produce more competent professionals in our profession, but just have people more be be more aware of themselves. Um, and so I enjoyed this work and looking forward to the podcast. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm Dr. Terrence Johnson. I currently uh, teach at Mississippi College. I'm a clinical professor in the Doctor of Professional Counseling Program. Uh, I live in Jackson, Mississippi. Um, and my focus is more on self-care of clinicians, uh, people in general, and then um, helping people uh, figure out their own life's journey or purpose and helping them in any way possible as far as if they want to do a business, if they want to uh, make life improvements, or just have a better quality of life. And so uh, um, we try to integrate that into what we do in our progress, whether that's with supervisees, or whether it's clients that we work with, or uh, those that we consult with that may be on the path of creating their own uh, niche or trying to make an impact in the community because that's what we really want to do is assist other people that want to help others. Ah, okay. 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 I already got questions. But before I do that <laughs> so tell tell everybody where they can find you. How how can they reach out to you and get in contact with you? Okay. Um, our website is www.iprogresscc.com. So you can reach us there. Uh, we have social media. We have Facebook. That's Our Progress uh, CC. Um, and we also have Instagram and Our Progress CC. And so uh, we put a lot of information out on our social media platforms. Every Monday is Motivation Monday. And so we do motivational things, whether it's affirmations, little uh, kind of get you going videos uh, with different kind of uh, information that you need. And then Thursdays are hashtag real relationship Thursday. So we talk about relationship issues, relationship uh, concerns with yourself, as well as friendship, romantic relationships, all those different types of things. So, um, so yeah, we try and give a lot of information to people that may not actually come to see us mm-hmm. or actually come to our physical office, but we want to make sure we have avenues to where wherever somebody is, we can reach them. Okay, that you're right. That's really helpful because everybody might not be able to travel to Brandon or Jackson, Mississippi, um, but you can reach somebody through, um, you know, through your other accounts. So that is absolutely important. I get that. I sure do. Um, so, you know, I'm excited to talk to you all because I'm I'm gonna share our business just a little bit. So <laughs> don't get nervous, kid. Don't get nervous. So. <laughs> I ain't going to tell it all. So uh, (laughs) it's cool to see you all sort of in this space where you have taken on entrepreneurship. um, Because I remember when. I remember when you all were in school and so are just getting licensed. And so um, uh, I'm just like, this is so awesome to see you at this space. So how long have you how long have you been in business for yourself? We've been in business together for about two two years. Mm-hmm. We started back in um, January 16. Okay. And so the concept was 
was was generating for a long time of the buzz of let's do a business, let's work together. I mean, that's actually been going since about 2009, 2010. Mm -hmm. Um, But the process is actually working out Mm -hmm. happened in 2016. And us just saying, hey, we've developed these skill sets, we've Mm -hmm. grown professionally, and we want to do more. And so the more that we wanted to do was work more with people that were at our level back in like to at that intern new professional level and kind of give them skills give them tools what focus on mentoring but also focus on supervision so that pay it forward mentality that i've gotten to a certain level in my career and it's time to not so much focus on just accomplish so many things but focus on giving back to our community and giving back to the people um that inspired you know us at that point in our life and so uh, that's where we are and that's kind of how the, the concept of the business you know started um, and so it's just doing the work we enjoy right, what right. Us. right. so what what made you decide to join forces to use your words um well that was a process <laughs> so <laughs> actually yeah so actually we we've had our office space for longer than we actually had the business together so actually we shared a space but we had separate llc and so the initial thought was we'll have these separate llc's and be able to collaborate with different things because we had different focuses Mm -hmm. but that wasn't working out Mm -hmm. and so we kind of shifted gears and really sat down and said like hey you know, these are things that you're really skilled in. These are things that I'm skilled in. How can these things work together? Mm-hmm. And then we actually can service more people together than trying to be separate and then doing things kind of like from two different standpoints. And so it really made us really sit down pretty much the beginning of last year and really saying, you know, okay, what do we really want to do? Mm-hmm. And then how do we um, go forward with that? But also, what kind of impact do we really want to have? Mm-hmm. Because um, we both have strong mental health uh, backgrounds. We've done a lot of work, community mental health and college counseling and all those things. Mm-hmm. But uh, we got to a point where just doing the direct services wasn't enough for us to fulfill us, what mm-hmm. we thought purpose-wise. Right. And so we both have a passion to build other people and we did that. We, you know, initially got that fulfillment through working with clients. But after a while, we really became passionate about building other clinicians mm. and really giving them the tools to kind of get them a better start than we did. Because it was things that when we started, we didn't know and nobody told us. Mm. And so we kind of had to, you know, if people say you had to bump your head sometimes <laughs> to learn things. Mm-hmm. And so we don't want other clinicians, their role to be uh, as rough as ours were. And so um, by, you know, supervising other clinicians or mentoring other clinicians, we give, you know, that's our service back to the community. Mm-hmm. So we're not saying like we've reached a certain level and then we're trying to just stay on the island ourselves. We want to bring as many people and create a platform so that other people can get their start and also branch off and do the things that they want to do as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. So. so you guys are all about um, creating community then? Right, yes. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. So what does our progress mean? Like what, 
of all the names that you could have chosen our progress i think our progress is a journey mm -hmm. and that journey starts early on in life you know you, you're focusing on getting to different phases of life phases of your career you know whether that's discovering what you want to do career-wise and then how to secure that first job and then uh constantly working on bettering yourself and bettering your sense of community and so sometimes it's personal growth that we're searching for and then sometimes it's professional growth mm -hmm. and just knowing that um, just like our logos is steps is steps to everything you do mm -hmm. and as long as you're unwavering in your approach you're going to get there mm -hmm. but being consciously aware of who you are and then how you operate in your system and what system you have around you um, i think our progress focuses on you know successfully journeying through that progress without you know getting discouraged and um, just putting the right people around you um, to ensure success mm, okay i get that i get that okay so there was um this is a little side note but something y'all just said reminded me of something so there was a post um that i saw on my instagram account um yesterday um and i'm trying to pull it up so give me half a second okay, okay. so <laughs> and so um so it was talking about the stigma connected to um, services, uh, to counseling services in particular. Like we know that as mental health professionals that that stigma is there, uh, either because either reactions we've heard um, from people that we work with directly in terms of clients or things that we've learned in our own, um, you know, professional development. Um, and so in that post, there were a lot of responses. Um, so the question was, why don't black people seek mental health counseling? And um, so not that that's not my question for you. Um, <laughs> but it prompted so many other like statements like I had. But my question is more like, what do you want people to know about counseling? So not necessarily like, why don't people seek treatment? Because I think that they do. I mean, otherwise, we would all be out of business. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I do think there is this. Um, I think that therapy and counseling is getting more integrated into stuff than ever before. It's particularly in different types of conversations and circles and TV shows and movies and blah, blah, blah. Um, and then, so some people have like a, a basic idea. Some people have old notions of what therapy looks like. And some people are not familiar at all. So they make all sorts of assumptions. So not necessarily why black people don't participate in counseling, but what do you want um our black audience to know about counseling what do you think is important for them to know about it um i would say counseling in itself has a you know a stigma attached to it so not only just mental health has a stigma mm -hmm. counseling has a stigma right and then i think as clinicians sometimes we buy into that stigma by how we uh, approach our counseling mm -hmm. by it has to be systemic and it has to be a b c d all the time and it boxes us as clinicians in and saying like these are the only 
uh, modes of delivery that we can deliver our services. Mm. So it's either face-to-face, it's either group, it's either, uh, you know, home-based, but it's a lot of different avenues to present counseling right. that can meet people where they are. And mm. so um, well, what kind of our idea of counseling is being able to take the actual components of like a counseling session mm-hmm. and making it more mobile and making it more accessible to people. Mm-hmm. So even with social media, we're taking components of therapy or therapeutic issues mm-hmm. and putting them out in more of a public arena so that people can process on their own, come with their own thoughts. And so even if, like I said, majority of people might not be mental health clients, mm-hmm. but they have a certain need and certain issues and concerns that they deal with. And so if we just focus on only the people that will come to us, then we're missing a whole group of people that actually need some type of service, but it might not necessarily have to be face-to-face. Mm-hmm. And so I think, especially with the Black community, you have to have ways that are a little non-traditional mm-hmm. to reach the people that want. Because some, like I said, a lot of us are not going to come in for count, and we know that. Mm-hmm. And even if we promote certain things, even if we go and do outreach and all those things, we're, we're still going to get a small pocket of those people. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that they're still not in need, even oh, if they right. don't come directly. Right. And so, like, I thought was, how do we, you know, uh, build a business or construct something that could be outside of ourselves and outside of just making a, making a financial improvement in our lives. Okay. Like how can we impact our community? Like we still want to make money, money okay, right. but money is not the main focus. Yeah, and right. that's not our main motivation because if it was just the money, we would have stopped a long time ago. <laughs> so, so, you know, it had to be something outside of us to keep us going. Right. And I think that's the main thread is that we really want to help our community. Mm-hmm. But we also want to, instead of us thinking of us doing the services, build those other clinicians to actually go out into the community mm-hmm. because they're starting out. They have their energy and passion. So we know after a certain time, if you work in the field, your desire to really have that caseload and really do all the heavy clinical work, it kind of diminishes over time. And so yes, you want to be able tough. to transfer <laughs> some of those skills and your knowledge to other people so that they can, you know, get get excited, get ignited about the field and actually go in and do some of the work that you know you might not want to do at this mm-hmm. time. So it's it's kind of like, a, you know, we're trying to just create an umbrella. And mm-hmm. under that umbrella, we have different parts and pieces that address a different thing. So what are some of these um, alternative methods? I think that was the phrase you used. Uh, <laughs> what are some of these alternative methods that you all have to help get people connected with services? So when we, we, we think about working with the you know, Black community and getting people to look at counseling in a different way. So one of the things we do, we frame counseling as a, as a journey of discovering yourself. Because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of you know people struggle through life searching for who they are, finding meaning in who they are, and trying to find their purpose. So why do I why do I do the things I do? Is it wrong for me to do the things I do? And a lot of times we look to the family of the church 
in Black Radio to answer some of those questions. Mm-hmm. Well, we want to show, you know, with our progress counseling and consulting that, you know, we all have these same questions, these same, uh, you know, you know, things that we want answers for. And so with Facebook, we put out prompts. And the Facebook post is just to get prompts to get people to start looking at, at our progress, to kind of come in to see, hey, you know, these you know individuals have a plan to help you, you know, get better. But better doesn't mean you have some heavy mental health, you know, diagnosis or stigma associated with your life. Sometimes you just may need help with, you know, transitioning to a different career or finding out what you want to do in your career or, you know, relationships, you know, relationships don't have to be anything heavy. Sometimes people somehow grow. And how do we know when we need to move on from certain things? So um, with telehealth is one of the new um, things we're promoting. And so telehealth, you can receive counseling, supervision, or anything you want. Um, it basically has a one-stop shop. Everything that we could do in person, we could do via secure video technologies uh, from the comfort of your own home, as, as long as it's a secure location and as long as it's confidential, to give people more opportunity or give us, the clinician, more opportunity to, to meet people where they are mm-hmm. instead of people always having to meet us and to have that old mentality of sitting on the couch, um, laying down, and just talking about your problems and not really, you know, getting to the meat of what's really driving um, what you're experiencing. Mm-hmm. So, because um, at the end of the day, we want to create competent clients as well that learn how to navigate their life circumstances, life circumstances concerns, and they're not struggling with the same issues for the rest of their life. They learn how to, you know, main, manage, mm-hmm. you know, overcome and maintain that personal wellness that they you know get when they come see us so do you so do you think that um ah you okay so everything you said create like two more questions so do you think that there (laughs) do you think that there is still a place for what i'm gonna call like traditional therapy in terms of like you know you go into the office or you go into the center and meet with your person one-on-one um, yep. Do you think Do you think that that's still relevant? Yes. Um, so some people need that face to face interaction um, mm-hmm. because we have different type of learners and, and different type of processors. Mm-hmm. Um, access to care is a big reason for, for telehealth, but mm-hmm. we also have very independent professionals, and they may be on the go a lot, and so it meets the need of that thriving professional um, mm-hmm. as well for telehealth. But for individuals that may have more serious pathology or just enjoy being face-to-face and having that interaction and connection, we definitely welcome that process, too. It just makes us, it makes therapists able to, you know, address a multiple plethora of issues mm-hmm. without necessarily having to go out into the community, like as a case manager or therapist and drive from house to house. Right. It's just, you know, counseling is wherever you are. It, you know, as long as as long as I have a secure place, you know, I can counsel someone from anywhere. You know, as long as it within you know state or law or the federal law. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So it sounds like then telehealth might be helpful for entrepreneurs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, y'all can't see this, but both Kendrick and Terrence are nodding their head up and down. Uh, <laughs> oh, it, it, I think it's be- very beneficial for entrepreneurs because yeah. you know entrepreneurs are thinkers, you know, and they and, and a lot of time they examine the process. Mm-hmm. And as you think and you you know examine processes, sometimes you need to get the information that you have in your head out. And if you can't come to that traditional setting or meet your supervisor or your clinician in person, mm-hmm. you know, you can definitely set up something from online or, or from a secure location and you can just consult and talk about things. Or you can work with your supervisor and talk about things. Or you can work with your clinician and, and hash things out. Right. And so it's marking, you know, you know, convenience. Yeah. And convenience at the clients, you know, on terms. Hmm. Or the consumer on terms, really. So y'all got me thinking. So I don't do telehealth. Uh but I'm thinking now, right? So uh <laughs> but I do offer some some stuff like some consultations via telehealth. <laughs> telehealth. Um, so what has been some feedback that you all have gotten um from either you know a supervisee that you've worked with or a client when it comes to telehealth what are they saying yeah so for me um I'm, i've been using um telehealth with my supervisees mm. um, and so it's very beneficial to them because if they're not in the immediate area they don't have to rush to try and get to me or um you know say if they have other responsibilities after work they can kind of be in their own setting and they still get what they need. And then uh, with the software that we use, uh, Doxy Me, I can share my screen uh, if I need, if we're going over, you know, an article or something that we're reading through or some kind of technique that I'm trying to, uh, you know, go over with them. We can still have the interaction. They can still see me. I can talk to them. And it it, it gives them an ease of um service that they don't feel like they have to always do it the traditional way right and so and then it frees me up because i might be between offices i might be going and doing things and so then i don't necessarily have to be back at the office or something i could still do some things maybe at my home office or something Mm -hmm. like that but i can still do what i need to do with my supervisee and so yeah and it's secure Mm -hmm. and so um it's been a help um definitely that I've, I've used um, with my supervisees. And so they, they like that they have other options right. than just coming in all the time. And, and like I said, for us too, um, our supervision looks a little different than, than most because we're really focused on our supervisees' personal and professional growth. Mm-hmm. So it's not just staffing and it's not just uh, case conceptualization is uh, professional growth, is, you know, getting involved with um, different associations, doing conference presentations. And we try to, yeah, we try to give them opportunities if we're doing something to allow them to be part of that process. So they, we co-present it with our supervisees. We kind of allow them to uh, construct a PowerPoint and give them all of that experience. Because we feel that once they're completed and they're licensed, they should be ready to go into wherever they want to choose, you know, they choose to go. So we want to be able to prepare them and not feel like, oh, we're holding information back from them 
because mm-hmm. we might feel like they might try and compete with us or whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever we have, we want them to have. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and that's that's our philosophy on supervision that we want them to be prepared for. We want them to be well rounded, mm-hmm. pretty much. Okay. So I just had this realization, I'm, and um, that you all sort of occupy a very unique space. Let me explain what I mean. First of all, <laughs> first of all you are in, um, you're in Jackson, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, yeah, we know where we are. So <laughs> <laughs> you're in Jackson, Mississippi. You're two black males in the mental health field with, mm-hmm. with doctorates. Mm-hmm. Doing telemental health, like all these like things that are so out of the box. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and so, um, yeah. So, what what do you think it is about the two of you, um, sort of separately and individually, that sort of brought you to this very, very, very unique? spot that you're in i mean the yeah you're entrepreneurs but you're all these other things too um in terms of being a professor being a veteran being i mean like there's all these other things that y'all got going on um yeah. <laughs> and so uh yeah what do you think it is that that um brought you to this unique spot i i think and we kind of talked about it a little bit before we started uh the podcast today we did kind of, you know, processing some things. And what we found is that when we tried to do things in a traditional manner, mm-hmm. they didn't work for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we kind of came to the realization of is that a lot of times people start businesses from the outside in, meaning that they build a business, but the business is separate from the personal um processes that the person goes through. Right. And so what we did once we went inside out, meaning that the things that we were trying to promote in the public, we actually went through the process internally first. Mm-hmm. That informed what we pushed out to the public. So a lot of things that we do for like Facebook posts and all those things or even things that products that we're in the works of creating have come from conversations or situations that we've had that we've processed. Mm-hmm. Or it might be um, just like with our supervisees, we'll staff our supervision mm-hmm. sessions with our supervisees and we get different um, viewpoints. And so we get, we can give each other feedback and guidance on certain issues. So we had that different layer of supervision as well. And so a lot of what we do comes from, you know, uh, our own conversation. Mm-hmm. And we don't, so with our progress, it's not that we also, we just want our clients or the people we're involved with to progress. It's our own progress as well. Right. And so we have to continuously grow as people in order to be whole and present for those people that we want to serve Mm-hmm. And so, and that's been the biggest thing and that's what we focus on. So a lot of things, um, as far as like personal growth things or things for our supervisees is things that we've done, activities we've done, mm-hmm. 
personally mm-hmm. that we've talked about, we've staffed, and then we go directly to our, to the the people that we service with there. So it's like we we kind of test things out on ourselves first, <laughs> and then and then go go forward. So so yeah, and that I think that that really ties into you know the name and everything yeah. else. It was we were real intentional with the name, and so because it's mean we wanted everything to like if nobody knew what we were about if they could look at our name and the logo they're like hmm I I kind of see what this is mm-hmm. um and so like with the I you know it's significant of it being lowercase mm-hmm. a lot of times you know we're ego driven we want to be big eyes all the mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. so the little right. eye is yeah it's significant right. that <laughs> gotcha yeah we yeah we, we're all we're all connected so no matter where we are we still have things to work on mm-hmm. and then the little eye is reflective of you know the tech part you know with the telehealth and those things that we do for like internet based and then the progress is the, <laughs> the progress is you know moving forward and that's why we have the steps and the person so it, it, it all ties in together and that's what we really those are kind of like our tenets our principles for the business and we try and live them out you know and we wanted to be that one stop shop mm-hmm. you know, everything that we wanted to be involved in you know like i said we, we've done a lot of clinical work mm-hmm. and for me, and we talk about this all the time, you know, seeing 25, 30 clients a week, you know, it can be fulfilling for a certain amount of time, but it also could be draining. Right. And so we started, you know, as we got more proficient and more skilled clinically, we started having that, you know, thirst to want to supervise mm-hmm. and to pour into other people. Mm-hmm. And then the, the other thing we learned, like I said, we, we've been to getting kids ourselves, but testing each other, testing things out on one another is, that the people that we wanted to be involved in, even though we were pouring into them, we, they needed to pour into us too to continue to energize us. Mm-hmm. So we're pouring all this information, this knowledge, these skills into them, but the energy for us that feeds our drive in the business and, and our personal values and goals is them you know, having the energy and wanting to learn and want to better themselves. It, that, you know, what drives us to continue to be you know, successful and to continue to want to do um, the work we're doing in the business. And it took us a while to, to figure it out because right. what we realized, you know, everybody's not ready for growth. Mm-hmm. You know, at certain stages when we were going through our processes, we wasn't ready. And so we kind of shifted roles. You know, at, at some point, you know, you know, Dr. Johnson was, hey, Kendrick, you need to do this. And then at some point, you know, Kendrick was like, hey, you need to do this. And so we constantly flip roles when that when someone's in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think it was important to have that same process in working with the clients or you know, doing a consulting or, or supervising that everybody has good information to pass on. Mm-hmm. But with being a clinician, it's you know having people have their aha moment and realizing their work and their purpose and what they have to give, and once they get it, um, you know, they use, you know, set the wheels in motion, and they will stop. And that's the big thing for our progress. Mm. We want people to discover that it's a process, but once you get it, and you forever have it, and you just got to keep, you know, developing. 
surround yourself with some like-minded people, mm-hmm. but also people that you can bring up to your level as mm-hmm. well. What do you think? Um, what do you think is the thing that helps you all work so well together? Uh, we've been friends since about uh, two thousand and three, mm, yeah. and so we had to go through a process together. <laughs> Because we're, we're fraternity brothers. Right. And so going through the process. You would throw that in there. What, what fraternity <laughs> might that be? <laughs> uh, the one and only, the, the great five million secrets. <laughs> it's not the one and only. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and, and going through that process together, it started us to, you know, yeah. just pay attention, you know, to, you know, how you build things up yeah. and, you know, how they grow and how you nurture them. And, and what it takes, you know, when you want to accomplish something, or when you, you know, want to go, when you set a personal goal. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and I think too, it's just uh, communicating. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, we have to we have to talk. <laughs> you know, and, and it's probably like at least once a day, but if some days and multiple that in multiple times a day, if we're working on some things, right? But also, is outside of the business having those, you know real conversation about life thing and so um i think that has has been the thing the catalyst for a lot of the stuff in the business because uh it's through those talks that a lot of the concepts or things that we want to do kind of come about and so i think if we if we kept this strictly business it would have taken us only so far and so you know it might be some time that you know we, we had to tell tell each other things that we might not want to hear, we might need to hear. So it might, like, Kendra might tell me, like, what time is it? And you still at the office, go home. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so it's like different things. And we, you know, we just have to check each other from time to time. But we know why. And we know, you know, different areas that we we can kind of uh, overextend ourselves in. Mm -hmm. And so we have to balance each other out that way. So that okay. we can, you know, both be present in the business because, you know, everybody who is an entrepreneur or have their own business is stressful. It's highly stressful. Ain't it though? <laughs> so, yeah. so you have to have, <laughs> you have to have, you have to build a life outside yeah. of your business. Yeah. Right. And sometimes that could be the hardest thing to do if you're, you know, because you're passionate about what you're doing and right. you want the people to be passionate about what you do. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you have to have things put in place to recharge and sometimes that's hard because we feel like if we take a step back things are just you know gonna get all out of order and so sometimes we have to do those things you know for ourselves and then one thing one thing we agreed that we were missing in different different spaces that we worked was the fun Mm. of working Mm. you know in, in, in your career or whatever you know path you take you know, one of the things we stress is you gotta have fun going to work every day because mm-hmm. if work is just work, yeah. then it's gonna suck the life out of you. Mm-hmm. And so we have fun doing, you know, what we do. Right. We're, we're, we're passionate about it, we're excited about it, but it doesn't seem to tire us out so mm-hmm. much, but it gives us energy because you know, we feed off one another. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell Terrence all the time, he's he's the visual person, you know, he sees it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm the person I put it on paper, and then we just bounce back and forth out one another. Yeah, it flows. Yeah. Okay. Well, that leads into my last question. Uh, I actually have like 
20 more questions, but y'all don't have that kind of time. <laughs> I mean, you know, we can, we can. Um, I, don't, I don't know, but y'all be trying to charge people for these online situations. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm going to make it brief. Okay. All right. okay. <laughs> so what does Bided by Black Business mean to you? What does that mean to you all? I get, you know, community paying mm-hmm. it forward, helping others, you know, you know, find out about themselves and focusing on your values. Minding my black business, minding my black business is doing what I think is important to me and mm-hmm. focusing on the people that I want to reach. And all the things that I want to do, that's minding my black business. Mm-hmm. And it, for me, that's that's kind of how I see it. Okay. You know, focusing on that community in, in my roots. Yeah. Bringing everybody together and showing everybody how to work together mm-hmm. to be successful. Okay. I hear you. What about you, Terrence? I think for, I think for me, um, I just think about um, kind of like the collectivism. collectivism. Mm-hmm. You know, we're stronger together than we are apart. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, with black businesses, we don't share knowledge with each other. We don't share resources with each other. Mm. And so to be a part of a platform that promotes that mm. and encourages that and then presents information that can be helpful to anybody, you know, whether they're doing mental health or doing just a retail business or whatever type of business they have, where you can you can sit back and say like hey you know they're doing that i'm inspired by that that makes me want to do something or i might want to connect with that you know with that person or their business and so Mm -hmm. i think you know the platform is definitely something that's needed because we may not know about each other and so it helps us to access others um because we know it's a it's a unique space for black (laughs) black entrepreneurs and black Mm -hmm. business owners Mm -hmm. and so you know if nobody else understands, we understand mm. the different issues and struggles that each one goes through. And so to actually have, you know, that avenue and platform that you can say like, hey, well, this person's doing this. And, you know, that really puts stuff in perspective for me. Mm-hmm. That I don't have a limitation. You know, I might not have the money that I want to start thing, but they didn't have it. And they talked about their journey. And so uh, it helps to have a, a face and a story behind things because we might see somebody's business, but we might not know the story and the process to get them from beginning to where they are now. And I think that's, you know, we promote people being successful, but we don't really promote the whole process and the good, bad, and the ugly of it. Right. And, and I think, I think, you know, uh, mine and my black business is, is definitely something that I feel like is needed and I, I see it, you know, growing and expanding uh, far beyond, you know, maybe what you thought it was going to be. All right, and, then, speaking into existence. The last piece we talked about and I left out was the relationships. Mm-hmm. Mine and my black business is all about relationships. It and, is. And that's, that's actually how we even, you know, we talked about doing a podcast but I, I swear, you know, Dr. Taylor, you know, Janae, she got a podcast. I was like, we've been talking about a podcast. Well, let's reach out to her. Yeah. And, and in, a matter, in a matter of moments, it was like, oh, you made it happen. 
Yeah. And all this time we've been looking for platform to do it. So the relationship piece is important and, and that's what's you know driving a lot of it. Mm. I think I'm my black instead of my relationships. Okay. I like that. I like those answers. Um okay. Y'all said some good stuff and I'm just trying to sit here and like think about it all. But I have it on recording. So uh I get to listen to it over and over again. So- <laughs> But I do want to say thank you for your time on this good Friday. You could be anywhere, but you chose to be here with me, and I appreciate that. Um, I think that people are going to learn a lot about telemental health and what that looks like and all the possibilities, and I think that is such a good um, space for Black entrepreneurs to hear about because I think you all have said some things in terms of like them like being busy and might sort of uh, think that, oh, I don't even have time for therapy, but there are options that that might work really well for them. So I am so glad that you all shared that and I suspect you're going to get some questions or uh, some calls or email, whatever. Um, So you're welcome (laughs) that's fantastic well thank you guys for being on the show thank you so much I really appreciate it thank Thank you you. we appreciate it All right. so if you want to know more and you like what you heard don't forget to like subscribe and comment on the podcast Also, follow the movement on our website, MindingMyBlackBusiness.com, and on our Facebook and Instagram pages, under Minding My Black Business, and on Twitter, under Minding My Black Biz. So peace and blessings to us all, family. And when you're out there and they ask you what you're doing, let them know that you're minding my black business.